Good morning again. Father, I pray you would bless our time as we turn our attention to your word. We thank you for the privilege we have to gather here freely. We thank you for your word that we have available to us. How encouraging, Lord, it is. I pray that you would speak to us this morning. Bless the moms, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, there are many ways to bless mom on Mother's Day. There are the standard, proven, true ways. The phone call, the card, the gift, the flowers, a visit, a nice meal, doing dishes after the meal, for sure. Standard ways. And then there are a lot of unique ways. People come up with creative ways. Home and gardens has a couple suggestions. A backyard garden party. A do-it-yourself spa day. Do-it-yourself pedicures. A flower arranging class. Mother's Day tea party. Craft with mom. Make scented candles with your mom. All of these different ideas and we could go on and on how to bless our moms but I don't want to spend our time today learning how we might bless mom on one specific day I'm more interested in how we bless mom every day aren't you moms because we should bless our mothers every day and I'm going to start with a very well-known scripture Out of Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. So let me speak first to dependent children. Our elementary, middle school High school, perhaps younger college students still living at home with mom and dad. This this passage is clear on what is required of you. Two words. Number one, obey. You're to obey your parents. You're to obey your mother. Obey is the Greek word hupakuo. comes from two Greek words put together. Hupo, which means under, and akuo, which means to hear. We get our word acoustics. To obey means to hear under. So notice, you are under your parents. You're under your mother. Mom's up here, you're down here. You are under their authority. You are to take your place in a willing, submissive position to your mom. And from that position of submission, you're to hear them. You're to listen. And this is a term that's very intense in the Greek language, hupotuo. 
Imagine fourth quarter, two minutes remaining, down by three, you're in the huddle, the quarterback is giving the play. Every member's listening intently to the quarterback. That's the word. It's like when a soldier is listening to the commanding officer's orders right before battle. That's the intensity of this word. You want to bless mom? Put away your phone. Turn off the TV. When she talks to you, listen carefully. And then, of course, it moves from listening to doing, to performing. Do what your mother tells you. That would include the curfew, the chores, getting along with siblings, homework, phone time limited, computer time limited, all of those things. Teenager, young man, young lady. You're to obey what your mom tells you to do. And here's the real kicker. You're to do it with a good attitude. Bad attitudes are such a drag, man, aren't they? Somebody does it, but you can see that they don't want to do it. You know, a bad attitude makes everyone else in the family, puts everyone in a bad mood, and it's also not good for you. You are in a place of submission, you listen intently, and you do with a good attitude. Now look at that second word, honor. You're to honor mom every day. Tomeo in the Greek, show high regard for, revere, respect, value. Every single day, value your mom. Give her the respect she deserves. Don't ever mock them. Don't roll your eyes at them. Certainly don't cuss at them. Honor them. So, the scripture clearly says to all dependent children, you're in a place of submission... Listen intently, obey, and honor. So, why should you do that? Maybe a teenager here is saying, why? Why should I do that? Well, there's several reasons. Verse 1 says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's right. It's proper. It's like natural law. It's natural order. It is a basic principle built into the very structure of family life that those who are immature, impulsive, and inexperienced should submit to the authority of parents who are older and wiser. Yes, that's right. Mom and dad are much wiser. 
They know way, way, way more than you do. Virtually every culture and every society recognizes and is indeed built on the premise that children are to respect and obey their parents. When this is absent, it's a sign of decadence and degeneration. It's right. Secondly, it's God's law. You might notice in that verse that there's some quotations. Honor your father and mothers in quotations. That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That's in quotations. That means that Paul is quoting from somewhere. Guess where he's quoting from? Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. That's the Ten Commandments. Now that's the top ten. That's God's top ten, right? In fact, it's the fifth commandment. It's God's top five. It's his law. So you're obeying God when you obey your mom. When you're disobeying your mom, you're disobeying God because this is God's order. There's another reason why you should do this. The Bible says it will be well with you. And you may live long on the earth. You will become wiser. You will become prepared for life. You'll be responsible. You'll know what it means to have good, healthy relationships. You'll understand the importance of authority and submission and order. You learn what it takes to run a household, to be a good husband or wife when you grow up. Listen. Your mom and your dad have a responsibility to raise you into a solid person who's responsible and fruitful. And that's a big responsibility. And sometimes that takes a firm hand. You know, sometimes your mom might even appear to be mean. She's got a big responsibility. I love how one person wrote this little article, you know, reflecting on his childhood with his mom. He writes, we had the meanest mother in the whole world, exclamation point. While other kids ate candy for breakfast, we had to have cereal, eggs, and toast. When others had a Pepsi and a Twinkie for lunch, we had to eat sandwiches. Mother insisted on knowing where we were at all times. You'd think we were convicts in a prison. She had to know who our friends were and what we were doing with them. She insisted that if we said we would be gone for an hour, we'd be gone for an hour or less. We're ashamed to admit it, but she had the nerve to break the child labor laws by making us work. We had to wash the dishes, make the beds, learn to cook, vacuum the floor, do laundry, all sorts of cruel jobs. I think she would lie awake at night thinking of more things for us to do. By the time we were teenagers, she could read our minds. Then life was really tough. Mother wouldn't let our friends just honk the horn when they drove up. They had to come up to the door so she could meet them. 
While everyone else could date when they were 12 or 13, we had to wait until we were 16. Because of our mother, we missed out on lots of things other kids experienced. None of us have ever been caught shoplifting, vandalizing others' property, or ever arrested for any crime. It was all her fault. We never got drunk, took up smoking, stayed out all night, or a million other things other kids did. Sundays were reserved for church, and we never missed once. We knew better than to ask to spend the night with someone on Saturdays. Now that we've left home, we are all God-fearing, educated, honest adults, and we're doing our best to be mean parents, just like mom was. (laughs) I think that's what is wrong with the world today. It just doesn't have enough mean moms anymore. Your mom has a big-time responsibility to raise you. So you should listen to her intently and obey her and honor her. There's a fourth reason you should do this, and just simply to bless her. To let her know how appreciated she is. To honor her for what she does in your life. Every day. And moms. Moms do so much behind the scenes. They take such good care of kids. I've always been amazed at how much Kim could pay attention to detail. When nurturing kids. There was this time I think our kids were they were all under 10 7 8 9 and they had to go on a or had to they wanted to go on a trip to Bobos their whole class was going and everyone was like a field trip and parents had to go for some reason Kim couldn't make it so I got to play Mr. Mom that day and I'm ready to just go get him in the van um, but she had this big duffel bag packed she had left a note, you'll bring this, you'll need it. So I brought it, I thought, well, whatever. So <laughs> we get to Bobo's and I'm the only dad. Oh, it's just moms, just <laughs> Terry and a bunch of moms and kids. And it was a chilly day, but there was sun and somebody needed some, some uh, sun. And I looked in the duff, there it was, sunscreen. Kids got a little hungry. And uh, all the other moms were taking their kids to the snack bar, spending all types of money. But in our duffel bag, I found their gourmet lunches, water, and just what they needed. And then the crowning achievement, Kim knew that everyone would go in those paddle boats. And they would all get in and do the bumper boats and all those sorts of things. And they did. And they went under the waterfall, and they get sopping wet, right? So they get out of the pool, and they're all chilly. I look in my duffel bag, and there's three fresh towels. (laughs) So I pull them out, put them around my kids. We're the only ones that remember the towels. Now the moms are looking at me like, you are the greatest dad. (laughs) And I'm like, I know, right? (laughs) I totally took credit for that. No, I didn't.
Just the, the amazing attention to detail and love that a mom will do, that well, mom will do behind the scenes. Do you know your mom does so many things behind the scenes that you have no idea? Honor her. Listen to her. Obey her. It's because of mom that all kids, because of moms that all kids have jackets that fit. (laughs) Truly, dads are like, we just got them jackets six years ago at Christmas, right? (laughs) Yeah, but they were four back then. They're bigger now. Honor your mom. Listen to her. Obey her. Now, what about the non-dependent children? All the adults in here. We have moms. Many of us still have moms alive. Well, the obey part no longer applies to us. You're free to do whatever you want. But the honor part never goes away. The honor part never goes away. You're to honor your mom. Let her know regularly the great worth that she has been to your life and continues to be. Visit her regularly. Talk on the phone regularly. FaceTime with her. Do everything you can to include your mom in the lives of your kids. Call her up. Ask her for advice on things in life. She's got a lot of wisdom to tap into. You make her feel special. And one of the best ways to honor our parents, our mothers, is take care of them when they're older. Take care of them when they're older. You know what a 401k plan was? In the Bible times, you know what uh, retirement was in Bible times? You know what it was called? Children. <laughs> That's what it was called. Kids were required when they got older to take care of their parents in their old age. Now, we do have pensions and things like that. That's pretty good, pretty awesome, but nothing's going to replace. Your personal care upon your elderly mom and dad. And don't you dare think, oh, it's too inconvenient. I've got my life now. They spent 20 years getting you ready for adulthood. Jesus, even. You remember Jesus was on the cross dying, suffering. And he thought about his mother As the firstborn son in the family, he was in charge of taking care of her. As he's dying on the cross, he made sure that his mom was taking care of her by giving her over to John. Do whatever you can possibly do to help your mom in her old age. That's how you honor her. Now, Mother's Day can be kind of a sad day for some because your mom has passed. Maybe you had a mother just pass recently. And Mother's Day is sad, and many days are sad. Honor her memory. Cherish the memories 
Be sure to tell your family stories about her. Keep the faith as you learned it from mom. You can still honor her. Her legacy in the way you run your family. And the type of mom or dad you're going to be or grandmother or grandfather that you're going to be. What about tough cases? Maybe you had a mom that wasn't much of a mom. There are such things as absent mothers, incarcerated mothers, abusive mothers, alcoholic mothers, drug-addicted mothers, mothers who have neglected their responsibilities. Maybe you had a mom like that and it hurt. How do you honor a mom like that? Forgive her. You see, that's too hard. The pain is too great. I realize it's going to take some time and it can hurt, but forgive her. If you're a born-again Christian, if you're a born-again Christian, you can be empowered by God to forgive her. In fact, forgiveness should be a supernatural part of a Christian's life because we've been forgiven much, amen? The whole premise of Christianity is that we've all failed and we fall short and we need a savior. We need forgiveness of sin and we've all blown it. Christ died on the cross, shed his blood for your sin, rose again that third day so that you could be forgiven. And that means you can now forgive others. As hard as it might be. Maybe you've been estranged from your mom. Maybe you should reach out to her. Think about connecting. Maybe you're on the other side of the matter. You sit here this morning and you failed as a mother. Maybe you're estranged from your kids. Maybe you've been through some tough things in life. Well, reach out to them. Maybe you've come to Christ and now you're born again and you have the Holy Spirit inside you. And maybe it would be a good thing to go out and reach out to them and ask for their forgiveness and try to heal that relationship. With Christ in our lives, all things are possible. Life can get messy. Families can get really messy. Really messy, you all know that. So don't be the person who prolongs the mess. Be the cleanup. By the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. By the way, no moms are perfect. All moms struggle. It's been said, the trouble with being a parent is that by the time you're experienced, you're usually unemployed. Parenting is OJT, man, on-the-job training. Kim and I read every parenting book available in the Christian bookstores before we had kids, and they all broke the book. All three of our kids broke the book. You learn on the job in many ways because each child is unique. Cut your mom some slack. 
Ask the Lord to help you see maybe even that mom that hurt you in the best light. She couldn't have really meant it. What was going on in her life? How good of a mom are you going to be? It's tough. Forgive her. Okay, so now I want to speak to the dads this morning. Or I should say the husbands. You want to bless mom? You want to bless your wife? The mother of your children? Hebrews chapter 5 verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So children, obey and honor. Husbands, love. Love your wife. And it says, love your wife in the same way that Christ loves the church. That raises a husband's love for his wife to the highest plane possible. In fact, the Greek word for love there is that famous word agape. God's love. The highest love. How did Jesus love the church? Unconditionally. Nobody had to earn what Christ did for us at the cross. It's all of grace. Unconditionally. So your love for your wife should not be based on how she treats you. She shouldn't have to feel like she's earning something from you. It's not based on how she looks. You know, there are going to be days where she won't look her best. There's probably a lot more days where you don't look your best, husband. Everyone's going to have bad days. You be that constant love in her life unconditionally. The love of Jesus is sacrificial. It says Jesus gave himself for the church. Give yourself for your wife. Don't ever become the self-absorbed, absent husband. Don't allow that to happen. Don't be that guy who's always at work and when at home disappears into personal hobbies or TV shows or reading. Be present with your wife. Be present. Give up a game of golf and spend the day with your wife. Give up a weekend trip with the guys and take your wife out. She's your priority. Jesus served the church. One of the greatest examples, and it's still, it's mind-blowing when I think about it in John 13, how Jesus stooped and went around that table And washed the dirty feet of all of his disciples. It's an incredible scene. Jesus did that. And that's what we're supposed to do in our homes, guys. Serve our wives. Serve our children. Help her with the chores. Help her in raising the children. Share the load for domestic responsibilities. Your team. Guys, be a spiritual leader. Your wife deserves a man of God to be married to. 
So be a man of God. The Bible teaches that the husbands are to be the leaders. So pray with her. Pray for her. You be the one that encourages church attendance. You be the one that encourages getting together with other Christians. Too often it's mom dragging kids and dad right along to church. Dad, you be the leader. Be a man of God. Lead your family in spiritual things. Those things are way more important than other things. That'll bless her. Ephesians goes on to say that husbands should cherish their wives. And it's the Greek word thalpo, which means to make warm. The picture here is of someone who's really cold. And you come to that person and you wrap your arms around that person and you warm that person up. That, that's, that's what you should do with your wife. You warm her up. You show affection. You show tenderness. You spend time with. Quality time. The number one complaint of married women who are having a tough time. Number one complaint. Lack of attention in time. Lack of attention in time. Romancer. It's been well said by someone else before. Date your mate. Date your mate. Take her out. You're one with her. She's to be your best friend. The Cherokee marriage ceremony is very expressive. The man and woman join hands over running water to indicate that their lives are thenceforth to flow on in one stream. So beautiful. So beautiful. Your words and actions every day, guys, should say this to your wife. I'm here. I'm in this. I will sacrifice for this. I want you safe. I want you well taken care of. I value you and I enjoy being with you. Boy, you talk about blessing mothers every day. Blessing your wife every day. Now, this certainly is a tough, tough thing for us to accomplish on our own. It's a tall order to love our wives as Christ loves the church. And you can't do it in your own strength. You need Jesus in your life. And let's face it, we all need the help and strength of Christ in our lives to be good husbands, mothers, wives, fathers, children. We need Jesus in our lives. And I just want to encourage you this way as we close. Keep Jesus front and center in your life. Stay connected to him. He's the one who gives you the power to operate in agape love. If you're here this morning and you've been trying to do life all by yourself, family all by yourself, 
marriage all by yourself, parenting all by yourself. Oh, let Jesus Christ into your life and into your family and into your marriage. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, a day like this certainly does bring up all sorts of emotions in our lives. Oh, many of us, were just so grateful for mom. We have our moms living and we're so, we rejoice and celebrate. And for all the moms here, we pray your blessing upon them daily. Some here this morning are missing mom. Be near to them. Lord, this supernatural forgiveness some need right now. And so I pray that you would give it right now supernaturally to your people. Pray there be healing in ways like like have never even been considered before. Maybe you're here this morning, heads bowed, eyes closed, and maybe uh, your wife or your mom dragged you to church this morning. Or maybe you're a mom here this morning who needs help. True help comes by receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, becoming born again, becoming a member of the family of God. That must happen first. Have you received Christ? Have you placed your faith and trust in him, the one who died on the cross for your sins and rose again that third day? I invite you, if you haven't, it'll make the biggest difference you can imagine in your family, to receive him right now. If that's you, if that's you, pray this prayer with me in the quietness of your heart. Lord Jesus, be my savior. I humble myself before you. I thank you for your love for me, your grace for dying on the cross that my sins might be forgiven. My sins are many. Wash them away, Lord. Save me. Change me. Fill me with your spirit. And empower me to be the person I am supposed to be, the man of God, the woman of God. Power me to be that to my family. Amen. Amen. Stand with me.